S&P futures are up 15, Dow futures ahead 142. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. This financial update is sponsored by Indeed. The private sector is now feeling the harsh impact of the pandemic as ADP reports a drop in private payrolls for the first time since April. Companies dropped 123,000 jobs in December, while economists had predicted an increase of at least 60,000. The negative turn comes after seven consecutive months of growth. Viennetta frozen ice cream cakes will return to stores this year. The decadent dessert is made up of a frozen vanilla base intertwined among chocolate layers molded into cake form. It's one of 25 new treats announced by parent company Unilever. The United bills itself as portion for an entire family, but sharing is always optional. With Indeed, there's no waiting for real results. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver great candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim your $75 credit towards your first upgraded post at Indeed.com credit. Terms and conditions apply. A British legal document cites a very credible case against China for carrying out atrocities against minorities. Senior jurists here in Britain have concluded that China is conducting a campaign of genocide against its largely Muslim Uyghur minority. Former diplomat Charles Powerton. It is undoubtedly genocide. And I have to say that the responsibility for that lies at the very top. A conclusion shared by both the Trump and Biden administrations, there are calls to boycott the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics, something China has already signaled will result in serious sanctions towards any countries that pull out. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. How about a big hunk of media right on your coffee table or your office desk as a conversation starter? Christie's is auctioning off 75 pieces, including a sphere made from a shattered asteroid that landed in Sweden and another found in China with polished pieces of olivine crystals embedded in it. Expected to sell for as much as 80000 Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare, and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare, and it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services, you get a huge network of doctors, you get great customer support, and you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. What's happening? It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning at 9.70, W-A-T-H to Make It Happen. Progressive presents The Sound... So you order the essentials, a non-slip mat, yoga blocks to keep balance, and an exercise ball. And you use your Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping and up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member, which you put towards your most essential yoga gear. Noise-canceling headphones. Welcome. Take a deep breath. Breathe. 
Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Cars, cars, cars. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got a quick... Or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. I-N-E-P-T-E-N-F-T-E-C-K! 2468! Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Engineering Institute of Eastern Industrial Organizations. That's right, boy, that is a mouthful. So what we do, along with everybody else in our conference, is we just shorten that to E-I-E-I-O. And what kind of game was it? Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we did play a fine ball game. All our boys on offense played a fine ball game. Our defensive team did give a real fine effort, and I am real proud of the way our special teams played. They played a fine ball game. Of course, you got to realize that Coach McDonald's boys over to EIEIO, they did play a fine ball game as well. So what all the fans seen, what went down to the Barnyard Stadium, down on the phone to watch that ball game when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Coach McDonald's team came into the game undefeated, and not only that, they hadn't lost no ball game. I was wondering if you were able to put a dent in that loss column. Well, that's right. You know, I'm glad you asked me that question. We did. Coach Arter Show brought to you by Zoyers in Albany. How about that? Coach, with a 77-8 loss to discuss, I'm sure you'd rather talk about the 8 than the 77. That's right. You know, eight points, that's more points than we've scored in any ballgame this year. We did get ourselves a touchdown in this ballgame. We used what I like to call our purple reverse chip sweep in that ballgame. I have not heard of that play before. Well, it was a surprise ball play. You know, we uh, decided to spring that as a surprise so Coach McDonald's boys wouldn't know it was coming. And uh, it worked like this. You know, we had the ball on the own 33-yard line there in the second half. We decided to put that play in. And when uh, quarterback third and 12 takes a snap from center, he's supposed to pitch the ball out to Needles Norgan, our wide receiver coming back on the flank reverse to the left. But instead of pitching him the ball, he takes up one of them cow chips, pitches him one of them cow chips. And then uh, Shortest Summers comes around, he pitches him the cow chip, going in the opposite direction, then half pine Hines is going in the opposite direction, he pitches in the catch and they're pitching that catch chip back and forth in the backfield. Sounds confusing, right? That's the whole idea. It was confusing where ball plays, and, and by that time, third and 12, he's pitched the ball out to Needles, Morgan, and Needles, he's got the ball, he's running around there, and ain't nobody knows where he's going except in the end zone. Nobody knew he got there until he scored a touchdown. And you got a two-point conversion on top of that. That's right. We also kicked not only the ball, but a cow chip through the uprights. We got one point for the ball and one point for the cow chip. <laughs> no auto start. Let's see here. Ain't life radio fun. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of an Upset, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach 
temperatures. 15 degrees right now outside our studio. Headed up to 37. And as we look ahead at it this week, it seems like every day there's a mention of something that could happen. You know, whether it's a a dusting of snow or some real snow or some freezing rain. It's just every day is kind of, um, well, you got it. Um, could be interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, could be. And I'll turn <clears throat> your mic on. Good morning. Hey, there we are. Good morning. Yes, could be interesting. So. And I tell you what, if you have to go through winter, I think it should be interesting. Well, it's just to have uh, weather that you don't want to be out in and not have uh, the challenge of snow or ice or something like that. I think you need, oh, that's just me, of course. Well, it's it's what you think is probably going to be what you thought tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take it. When we get the overnight snow tonight, I'd rather have the snow than the ice. I know... um, Brian Hughes is saying up to an inch tomorrow, but um, Channel 4 in Columbus, their weather model on their TV forecast has our area getting about two and a half inches. Uh, whatever it is, I yeah. just I, I like the excitement and the challenge. Good morning, you're on the air. Gentlemen, I like the excitement and the challenge of a good football game. Oh, I was hoping you would call in. I, I'm slow. What was your impression of that? I am slow, but I do come around. <laughs> I will never, ever bet against Tom Brady again in my life. Yep. Guy is unbelievable. Yep. If he told me that Dave Palmer was better than sliced bread, I'd believe it. No doubt about it. Oh, oh wow. Depends on what kind of butter you put on me. He's the man, Dave Palmer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. He, um, I, it, it was impressive. Yeah, that's what I told you last week. I said I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady. Tom um, Brady is pretty amazing. That, that was great. I mean, that defense was allowed to play their way because he took advantage of the opportunity and scored a touchdown. Oh, when yeah. you lead, you, you can play like that. Do, do we give him the GOAT label? Give, he's had that for... I mean, I don't get it. For, for 10 years. Yeah, the greatest. Now you got to find another one for him. He, oh. There's no label for him. He's got to. I'm going to give him the Brady label. Yeah, okay. Period. Well, for those listening in that don't know what the GOAT means, that's an acronym for greatest of all time. I get it. Yeah, that's so dumb. I heard him talking about that with people like uh, some other people. Yeah. You know, I was like, come on, what are you talking about? Yeah. That guy is absolutely amazing. Unbelievable, wasn't it? Amazing Seven championships, ten games. Of course, now two of them he probably shouldn't have had, but still. <laughs> and two of them he probably should have lost. So it's like, man. I mean, I think Seattle gave him one, and Atlanta definitely gave him one. But, hey, he won them. Hasn't he already yep. indicated he's going to keep going? Yeah, he said he'll be back next year. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think he'll be throwing passes to his grandkids uh, <laughs> about you know, 20 years from now. He'll still be out there. He'll be like George Blanda. Who's Blanda? About 60 when he retired? Uh, he yeah, 70-something, something, something yeah, like that. Great game, though. I enjoyed it. Um, we don't have a lot of television problems around here, so I enjoyed checking it out on the radio anyway. I mean, being blind, it was good for me, uh, <laughs> especially when the guy uh, – the fan ran on the field. I love that description. It was beautiful. 
<laughs> that was wonderful. That, yeah. that's, that's radio there, uh, Dave Palmer. Yes, sir. Guy runs on the field and drops his pants, and the guy's like, pull your pants up! I loved it. I loved it. But it was a good game. I, I mean, must, it was, I'm I sure must the have Kansas missed City, that. The Kansas people were like, what the heck? I don't think, I, then, I don't think we'll ever know this, but I don't really think Mahomes was ever the same after that hit against, um, who was it? Cleveland. Cle- uh, yeah, when he had the concussion. Yeah. I don't think he was ever the same. Uh, something he was not quite the same, and that turf toe. I, I don't think he was. I mean, I, it's not an excuse, but I, not, I don't take anybody from Tampa too. I think, I think you know what worked out good for Tampa. Everybody they beat, other than Washington, was somebody had played earlier in the year, so they had the tapes. They got to get it right, and you give Tom Brady that. I mean, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he just does his homework. That's, that's the kind of student I need in my class, Dave Palmer. Somebody who actually does their the homework, okay. listens to my lectures, and teaches me something. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he, he starts out at 5 a.m. studying film and and uh, tendencies of other teams, something like that. And expects other members to be there to for him to point things out to. Yeah. Well, and he, he says, Grant, come on back with me. Let's win another I mean, Gronk says, all right, I'll come out of retirement and yeah. play with you. And he gets two touchdowns. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And Antonio brought it up. Antonio was like, oh, my God, you talk about all I've been through. I get to cut, I get to catch a pass, a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl and actually get here. I bet he's like, nah, nah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, they wrote him off in Pittsburgh, didn't they? Uh, yeah, Pretty absolutely. Much. Yeah. It was great. I, I enjoyed it. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, never. I, even when it, all the odds are against Tom Brady, whoever he's with, I'm never going to bet against him. Never, <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yeah. That's all I got to say, Dave Palmer. Can I go now? Well, wait, uh, wait a minute. I got, I got wait, something. Wait here. a minute. Scott's got something. Um, you know, th- yeah, okay, we'll sing his praises a little bit more, Tom Brady's. But think about it. You know, like we said, the guy's 43. He's got a bum knee. He has to wear that brace yeah. whenever he plays all the time. He had an injury. Uh, a lot like Joe Burrow's injury, too. Did you happen to see Joe's, uh, uh, or hear about Joe's um, uh, film there when they showed the beginning of all the things that the NFL's had to go through? No. Um, that they, they showed Joe on the cart, uh, carting no. him off the field no. when he was injured. But, uh, you know, back to Brady. Brady, uh, you know, 43, got that knee injury. He's played in the AFC most of his career. Right. If not all of it, he goes to a different team, yep. a different conference. You know, he doesn't know a lot of these tendencies of these guys that right. he's played against, like he did in the AFC for years. Right. So he, you know, add that to the accolades yeah, too. That's a good point. I think that was a plus last night too. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, because you know when you be playing in sports, you know what yeah. tendencies guys have, and well, I think that's true. He's, uh, and he learned it in the NFC slowly. Look out next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're only going to, you know, they're only going to add players over there. Oh, yeah. And oh. I think, too, Cleveland exposed some of Kansas City's weaknesses in their defense, too. And I, I'm sure uh, Tampa Bay noticed all of that. But I don't think Kansas, two things Kansas City, they made a, they, they should not, they should not have come down the night before. They should have been down a few days before. Uh, I think just running in there the day before was not a good thing. Of course, who knows what all, you know, the son of the coach, that issue, how that impacted them. Um, but I think the other problem they made, they did not recognize the speed of those linebackers. They, they, they had not played anybody with that kind of speed. Yeah. And I don't think they accounted for it. Yeah, could very well be. You know, Mahal was just used to, you know, getting out of things. Yeah. And, you know, running back 20 yards and throwing the ball 40 yards. But when you got those linebackers, and, of course, let's give it to that offensive line. They were, what happened there? Were their regular offensive linemen hurt or sick? I mean, that was terrible. They had two or three different guys playing out of place up there, and it really showed. Yeah, it did. And, uh, you know, number 32 on defense lost his composure of Kansas City's defense uh, Matthew, I think his name is. He lost yeah, his well, composure. Yeah, well, when you're used to winning, you know, and you just, yeah, it's, uh, and, and Chris Jones had a, you know, he, they were just, 
they were just they couldn't believe what was going on. Some of because the, they uh, were used to playing front with big leads. Yeah. Some of the announcers last night were critical of the officiating. Mm, uh, I, I, again, I didn't see it on television, but Romo and and uh, Nance, they're always interesting. So. I don't know about that. You know, yeah, the, the radio people were pretty objective. They were pretty objective. They would say things like, now they did say on that one uh, pass interference with the guy when he tripped him on the lo- toward the end of the second half, they thought it was a ticky-tack, but, uh, but yeah, it's officiating. Yeah, it's it's part of the game, you know. Some go your way and some don't, but uh, you know they can't let stuff go and not call things, you know, and let teams cheat and get away. I mean, you they could call holding on every play. You call a foul on every play. That's every what I play. say. It's yeah. just, it, it's <laughs> you really could. Yeah, I mean uh, there were there were replays that showed the offensive line of Kansas City holding guys, and you know Tampa Bay's guys were holding. Uh, Kansas City's defensive line. I, when my play, Bears lost the one game they lost in 85 to Miami, they still swear there were so many holding penalties that were not called in that game. Oh, yeah. And I believe them, given their year. I, yeah. I really do. They just didn't want that to break, and they, they had Marino, and they wanted him to, you know, they had a good scenario. They had planned out. Yeah. I, I Overall, I thought the officiating was pretty good, actually. So, yeah, I did, too, for I mean, the I, most part. I didn't uh, really I care right. who won one way or the other, but... I think that's right. I, I agree. Yeah, Fair enough. No real egregious stuff, I think. Yeah, exactly. Not like uh, the New Orleans playoff game last year where that interference right. call wasn't called. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah, nothing like that. But overall, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Well, the feeling I had out of it was that they felt that they were <clears throat> calling it a little too tight. Mm. That uh, when you get to play, yeah. when you're uh, at that level, yeah, uh, you can um, let a few things go. See, they had played; they had they had called it looser than the week the, cup, the uh, championship games two weeks before. So I think what you are is that consistency, but it, yeah. it, it just depends on the refs. Yeah, uh, yeah. it depends on that group. Yeah, and people know certain groups. Oh, who? Oh, this is this group. Okay, we gotta we gotta be careful here. Or this group. Oh, we can get away with this. They know it. Oh yeah. Of course. They you learn. You they get that at every level. Basketball, they learn. Oh, yep. this guy, he'll let me get away with that. This is like when I pitch baseball. You know, if I had an umpire, I knew I could throw a pitch. The high know. strike. He's going to give you the high strike. Sure. Right. Or a low strike. Well, inside, low strike. outside. That's right. Yeah, you get to know him. Hey, how about, you know, NFL had the first uh, female official in a Super Bowl last night. I thought yeah. she did an excellent job. Yeah. I, I, well. I mean, I know it's a woman's thing. I'm going to sound very chauvinistic, but I'm. Getting pretty tired of all that kind of stuff. Just do your job. All right. So that's why I'm looking at it. <laughs> no, I think she did. I think she did a good job. Well, and uh, I w- so, yeah, do your job. Say uh, Friday, Friday, um, JW. We've got Dr. Ellen Keller. I'm sorry, Kenner. Dr. Ellen Kenner going to be on the air. She's a clinical psychologist oh. and a specialist in relationships. Oh, gee. So, I'm going to definitely stay away from that show. Okay. God, God knows. <laughs> I don't want to hear about all my well, mistakes. That, that's why I was letting you know. because I'm just wondering, you, J.W., why Dave brought that up to you. Uh, I, don't, I don't get it. He knows I have issues. <laughs> okay, at least I know it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. See ya. Yeah. Well, the game is over, and... Um, it came out pretty much as expected, I think. Uh, well, I, Kansas City was favored. So, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, like I said, never, never been I, against. Obviously, Brady. I didn't read the uh, those reports, but uh, yeah, I think uh, a lot of a lot of so-called quote-unquote analysts, experts, thought Kansas City was going to win that one big, but turned out the other way. I mean, Tampa Bay just pasted Kansas City. Folks, let me uh, update you on the, the uh, forecast. Tonight, snow is likely, particularly after midnight. Um, the low is going to be around 28 tonight. It was 17 this morning when I first looked. But 28 tonight. Uh, the chance of precipitation listed at 60%. 
given those two factors, we might have about an inch of snow. On Tuesday, that's tomorrow, of course, a 30% chance of snow continuing, mainly until 7 this in the morning, so it'll finish shortly before this program on Tuesday. Um, high near 37. Wednesday, then we have another snow thing, particularly after 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, chance of precipitation listed at 60%, and they say new snow accumulations of 1 to 3 inches. And I've only gone through Wednesday daytime. Uh, the rest of the week is kind of like that, too. So it's going to be a fun week um, if you like that sort of thing. All right, well, today's a free-for-all edition. Let me uh, just uh, let's do some of our regular stuff, if you will, Scott. And first of all, today is National Clean Out Your Computer Day. I know how to empty trash and stuff like that, but I truly don't know sometimes if everything that's in my computer needs to be there, and I hesitate to dump something in case maybe it is needed and I didn't know it. Yeah, well, another thing along those lines is some people will go through there and delete those things, not realizing that when you have programs in there, when they're factory installed, mm -hmm. they're there for a purpose. And, and I use the analogy, it's kind of like building a wall. You know, when you put a block in a wall, it strengthens the wall. Sure. And you start pulling out a block, it weakens the wall. So those well, programs in there have a tendency to support other programs. So you don't want to go in there and look and see something that says, oh, I never use that. I'll take it out. Because then it weakens the strength of the computer system itself. Well, that's my very point. Yeah. So it's, you know, unless you really know what you're doing. It's National Kite Flying Day. Now, I think we can do less harm with that. <laughs> yeah. It's National Boy Scouts Day. It's National Football Hangover Day. And it's National Iowa Day. So, um... Anyway, did you did you imbibe in any kind of alcoholic beverage oh, while no. watching the game? Oh no, no, nope, nope, nope. Mom I had, and I had pizza. I had a glass of game. wine. We, mom and I, enjoyed uh, pizza and watching the game. And there you go. Mom said, "I think I don't know if Tom Brady will play next year. Do you think?" And I said. Well, he's already said he wants to play. He says he's going. Until at least he's 45, and maybe after that. Folks, I mentioned a moment ago that, um, <coughs> excuse me, that um, on Friday we're going to have Dr. Ellen Kenner, who is a clinical psychologist and a relationship specialist. Um. If something else pops up during the week, uh, we'll add it to the list. But uh, at this point, that's it. Thursday, Scott's going to be here alone. He didn't. This is the first I've told him. <laughs> um, but I have to be in Columbus. All right. I actually have to be in Columbus this afternoon as well. But um, not as early. So I could do the show this morning. Now, next week... We've got uh, Lenny Eliason as a county commissioner on Wednesday. We have Steve Patterson, the mayor, on um, Thursday. And we have Gene Demonsky of our Athens County Job and Family Services on Friday. So um, not this week, but the following week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all full at this point. And I could go on, but you probably not remember it, so we'll, we'll get to it eventually. Let's talk a little bit about COVID. I don't know if it's my imagination, but it seems to me like the numbers are improving. 
And have I listened to someone else who says that and then I'm repeating it? No. I, I really haven't. Um, I mean, I listen to our governor very intently. I listen to other authorities on this matter. But um, I, I haven't picked up on the report, the numbers I've been collecting for over a year daily. I haven't really seen the changes there that I'm starting to see now. So as of yesterday, let's, let's do it this way. Uh, as of yesterday, Athens County has had a total, since this all began, of 4,221 cases, which represents 6.46%, so 6.5% of our county. Presently, there are 559 cases, active cases, of which 158 are in the hospital. It also means 401 are recovering at their homes. Subtract that from the, the total number, and we have now... 3,651 who have recovered. Now, as of yesterday, we have also, in our county alone, uh, had 5,664 people vaccinated. Now, some have had both shots, some just one, but the point is that many people which is 8.7% of our county's population, are underway with the system. Scott, have you uh, phoned your name in? Uh, yes, I'm on a waiting list. Okay. However, I'm not eligible because of age. By age. Yeah. Next time, next week, I guess, would, you be, we, would be your week. There, I got it up. Uh, my week started last week, but... Um, you know, Friday they made this point of, of doing all of the um, school personnel because they're trying to get school back into regular session. And I get that, but that also uh, postponed me for a few days. Okay, so Athens. By the way, we have had one more death this week. It occurred on Saturday. Uh, so we're now up to a total of 11 deaths in our county. But here, here's another interesting figure. We only had six new cases yesterday. Um, last Thursday, we had 42 new cases. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm, yep. You mean about the numbers improving? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, that six is always on Sundays. It's just a little bit lower than on days to either side of it. But still, what I'm seeing is a decrease. Okay, let's talk about the state of Ohio. Yesterday. There were 2,138 new cases, bringing the total to 920,217 cases. So we're approaching a million. But how many are active? Well, about 10% of them, or 96,137. So the inverse is that 824,080 have recovered. That's great news. So let's see here. I lost my place. So 96,137 active. Of those, 6,836 require ICU treatment. 
that's intensive care. 40,702 require regular hospital services. And if you're doing the math, 36,940 are recovering at their homes. Now, what about vaccinations in this state of ours? By my figures, uh, well, let's go back to Athens County. 8.7% of our Athens Countyans have their vaccination process underway or completed. In the state of Ohio, 8.88%. So it's very similar. What does that equate to? Um, one million thirty-seven thousand five hundred and nine vaccinations have been administered. Now, some of those will need a second one as well. State deaths stand at, as of yesterday, eleven thousand six fifty-nine. Average age is 43. Uh, the, as far as gender is concerned, 53% of the deaths have been female, 46% male. Our nation, the United States. The first case in Ohio was on March 1st of 20. The first case in the United States was February 5th of 20. Yesterday we had 91,767 new cases, bringing the total to... There it is. 27 million... 611,403. Um, now, how many have been vaccinated to some degree? In our nation, 39 million, 40,000. I'll just leave it at that. So where Ohio and Athens both are in the 8% factor, the nation as a whole, 11.76%. Deaths, nationwide, 474,933. Active cases as of yesterday, nationwide, 9,782,082. Recovered, um, 17,354,388. Um, you think we should do the world report? Sure. Okay. For a Monday, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Worldwide, the first case occurred November 19th of 2019. Now, yesterday, worldwide, there were a total of 334,471 new cases. Bringing the worldwide total thus far to 106,000, I'm sorry, 106,000,000. 
677,372. Vaccination rate, as of yesterday, 127,990,000 have been vaccinated. That's 1.63% of the world's population. New deaths yesterday, 63.74 worldwide. The day before, 17,900. Again, there are a lot of statistics that are starting to show that we're slowing this thing down. We're improving everything. Well, let me just keep going. Deaths yesterday. The new death toll, 2,326,819. Active cases worldwide. 25,829,004. And those that have recovered worldwide, 78,521,549. So I don't mean that we should be any less cautious or careful or diligent about things. And yet, I want to kind of say, hey, I think things are getting better. Finally. And um, just hang in there. Yes. As always, now, I've, even um, with those numbers, is not a good time to let down your guard. I've had, um, you know, there's a number of shows we could have done about people becoming... Um, highly stressed or thoroughly bored or negative thoughts. Throughout this whole thing we're going through. We've we could have brought those in, and we've certainly not avoided them. But I thought it was far more important for us to talk about getting by. And, and um, enjoying, to the best of our abilities, that one or two or three neighbors you have that you trust their their senses regarding this thing and take them a meal and they return the favor and stuff like that. Yeah. Now let's see if someone was trying to reach me about this topic. What's going on here? Here we go. Okay, everything's good there. Good. Always good news. Yeah. Now let's talk about some historical events given this date of February 8th. In the year 1587, Mary, Queen of Scots, is beheaded. Isn't that fun? At Fotheringhay, Fotheringhay Castle. She was 44 at that moment. And this uh, was done after her being convicted of plotting to assassinate Elizabeth I in the Babington plot. Beheading is so much fun. Jeez. I mean, isn't it gross? Why would... Uh, yeah, yeah. 
You know, I mean, it's bad enough that people are given uh, a dose of a medicine to cause them to stop living because they've created some terrible, been convicted of some terrible crime. Yep. But now, hundreds of years later, as we look back on it, it is nothing short of barbaric. Mm-hmm. Okay, going on. In 1672, Isaac Newton reads first optics paper before the Royal Society in London. Optics. Let's see here. 1960, not that long ago, Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom issued an order in council which stated that she and her family would be known as the House of Windsor and that her descendants will take on the name Mountbatten Windsor. Nineteen seventy one Nasdaq Composite Stock Market Index debuts with a fifty companies and a starting value of one hundred. You know, I to my friends like Stuart Goldsberry or um George um Cara George. Thank you. Jim Cara George. I knew who you meant. Uh, I'm glad. Or any number of investment counselors you might name locally. Yeah. Um, I do not completely understand stock markets. Um... It's, it's, um, now what happened here just what last week? GameStop? Oh, yeah. Now, what was that all about? Well, they, uh, people who said that it was a high risk investment on the hedge funds, hedge funds do that. Hedge funds are heavily involved in high risk opportunities, stocks, whatever. They didn't think it would be valued that highly. So there were some illegal behind-the-scenes going on that bumped up the value of it, the way I understand it anyway, and it made GameStop's uh, price share go through the roof, and uh, the hedge funds market said it wouldn't do that, and so then it became unaffordable for some people, and then uh, you know the, the bigger investors jumped on it that way. So there, there was a little bit of a controversy on that. So how did it end up? Well, they they ended up stopping the rhetoric about saying that it wouldn't that GameStop wouldn't do uh, what they projected it to do, and it was kind of like a false narrative, saying that it was so valuable of a uh, stock like that. So they ended up smoothing out all that and basically told both parties to to stop Securities and Exchange Commission and. Uh, you know, the stock market, of course, saw to it that that subsided as well. So it was basically inflating the price of it uh, to where, you know, the, you, uh, you know the, the normal guy couldn't afford it, but the hedge funds could. And that's what hedge funds specialize in, high-risk investments. So... I've my people ask me about that. I I follow it, so I know about it some. Um, now, as far as a, being a financial investor, no, I'm not that well versed, but I know enough that I can work my way around it, or at least I hope I do. <laughs> but um, anyway, I've had people ask me about it. Back to my original point, I say. It's a crapshoot. You know, it's it's just like, 
you 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 don't know which way something's going to be going. You know, a war could erupt in the Middle East that will affect this stock and that stock, or shortages of something in Russia could affect this stock or that stock. Or, for instance, you know, a great example now, the pandemic affecting stocks like that too. Some going up, some going down. So, you know, it depends on a lot of it. Depends on world events and trending, of course. Uh, so I always tell people invest where you can afford. If you have a thousand bucks to lose, you know, don't go any higher than what you think you can afford to lose. Now, investors will tell you different. This stock is doing well. They project it to do this or that. You know, they they have that information there, but, you know, you can't get as far as insider information for obvious reasons, as Martha Stewart found out. Well, let's move on. Um, obviously, we have no answer. Um Okay, so the uh, we've got some famous birthdays. Dmitry Mendeleev, M-E-N-D-E-L-E-E-V. Dmitry Mendeleev was a Russian chemist and inventor, best remembering him for formulating the periodic law and creating a far-sighted version of the periodic table of elements. Didn't we have him? Last week? We had someone similar. Similar to that, anyway. At least the description is. Yep. Well, anyway, he was born on this date in uh, 1834. He died in 1907. Maybe he invented another birthday for himself. James Dean. James Dean. Born on this date in 1931, died in 1955. Didn't live very long, did he? Nope. He, uh... As they say, live fast, love hard, and die young. Okay. He was killed in that crash. Was a, you know, he was an American actor. Mm-hmm. William Tecumseh Sherman. Born on this date in 1820, died in 1891. Yeah, he was an American soldier, businessman, educator, and author. Served as a general in the Union Army during the American Civil War. He was born, as many folks know, in Lancaster, Ohio. Lana, Lana Turner, Turner, um, 1921 birth, 1995 death. Very attractive actress. Yes. Uh, we have two famous deaths. Mary, Queen of Scots, who died on this date in 1587. And the other one is Charles Wilkes, who died in 1877. Now, he was an American naval officer, ship's captain, and explorer. He led the United States Exploring Expedition from 1838 to 1842. His behavior led to two convictions by court-martial, one stemming from the massacre of almost 80 Fijians on Malolo in 1840. What do we have? About four minutes remaining. Um, hardly enough time to go through this next item, but we'll we'll hit a couple of highlights. Okay. This is a report entitled um, "The Healthiest and Unhealthiest Cities in America," and it came out this weekend. Um, let's just uh, get into the numbers here. So, uh, healthiest city, what would you guess? It's a guess, I know. Oh, uh, San Francisco. You're dead, you're dead right. <laughs> wow. I did not see that beforehand either. Okay. <laughs> uh, healthiest food, 59th, um, quiet phone. Where is it? <laughs> Over here, let me turn it, turn it off. Okay, where was I? Oh, it's uh, number one in food, number 59 in fitness, number one in green space, and number 10 in healthcare. So those are the different things they looked at when they made up this report. Way to go, Scott. Number one, you How got about it. that? Right yeah. on. 
Okay, number two, what do you guess? Oh, uh, let's see. Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah, well, it's Seattle. I won't go too much uh, farther in testing you. Um, number five, Honolulu. By the way, okay, that's San Francisco, number one. Seattle, two. Portland, Oregon, three. <clears throat> Excuse me. San Diego, fourth. Honolulu, fifth. District of Columbia, sixth. What's the title of this? Healthiest and Unhealthiest Cities. Okay. Austin, Texas, seventh. Irvine, California, where my wife just came from, um, eighth. Portland, Maine, and then Denver. Those are the top ten. Okay, now, the obvious thing is to go down here and find Ohio. O-H? I O, but I uh, I'm not finding the O-H part yet. <laughs> Unless I miss <clears throat> something. Okay, coming in 73rd. By the way, how many are there listed? It's uh, 182 cities. Coming in 73rd, unless I missed something. And I don't think I did. I'm scanning one more time just to try to make sure. Okay, coming in 73rd is Cincinnati. For the healthiest? healthiest? Yes. Okay. Must be the gold star and skyline it's, keeping uh, folks healthy. Well, it could be. <laughs> um, okay, now. After that, I'm out of time, right? I am out of time. We're, we'll finish this up tomorrow, maybe. Okay, take care there. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden says it's time for students to get back to classrooms, and the CDC will release safety guidelines this week. But instructors in Pennsylvania's biggest district say it's too soon. KYW's Howard Monroe from Philly. The Philadelphia Federation of Teachers is telling its members to stay home. They say it's a matter of safety for teachers, staff, and students. I will do everything I can to keep myself and my students and other staff safe. Teachers in grades pre-K through second were supposed to return to class today and then the students were to return in two weeks but on Friday Jerry Jordan the president of the union told his members not to show up and instead be available remotely just in from New York City middle schools there will reopen this month after closing down during a COVID surge in November these are unprecedented times for parochial schools. CBS's Jim Crusula. There's been a 6% drop in enrollment in the nation's Roman Catholic schools amid the pandemic and financial challenges. It's the biggest single-year decline in at least 50 years. More than 200 Catholic schools were permanently closed last year. Former President Trump's second impeachment trial is scheduled to begin tomorrow, but Katie Fallow at the Knight First Amendment Institute says proving the incited supporters who attacked the Capitol will be difficult. In a very narrow category, you show that that speech is intended to incite imminent lawlessness or violence and is likely to incite lawlessness or violence. And it has to be imminent. Libraries are shelving fines for overdue books during the pandemic. Since March, 25 members of the Urban Libraries Council have stopped charging fines for overdue items. In all, more than 90 of the 160 or so members are now fine-free, according to USA Today. Research finds the fines disproportionately affect low-income families, and these days, libraries are a source for more than just books, for Wi-Fi, help with job searches, and as a lifeline 
Lifeline for resources of all kinds. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Tampa Bay players are grateful to their new quarterback. Tom Brady brought it home for the Bucks, leading them to a 31-9 Super Bowl victory over the Chiefs. Defensive tackle Andamakan Sue tells CBS. He's one of the most humble guys and, and guys that continue ultimate competitor. So I'm glad he's on my team and he definitely owed me this one and took care of business because he took away a Super Bowl for me uh, two years ago. Just in time for the 2024 Olympics. The Eiffel Tower is getting a paint job. Crews will remove 19 old coats that give it a brownish hue and replace it with a distinctly gold tone. Dow up 175. This is CBS News. Indeed delivers great candidates fast. In fact, Indeed